Welcome to Wisdom Trek with Gramps. I am Guthrie Chamberlain and we are on day 2299 of our trek. The purpose of Wisdom Trek is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, and to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. We are continuing our messages I delivered at Putnam Congregational Church over the past couple of years. This is the fifth of ten messages in our series covering the characters of Christmas. This message is titled, Room for Jesus, the Innkeeper. I pray that it will be a conduit of learning and encouragement for you. No room at the inn. Or at least that's the story that we're so used to during this Christmas time. What a blessed Christmas Eve. But we do have one more character, this Advent series, that we want to explore. And that is what we commonly refer to as the innkeeper. I'm going to read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. It's on page 1591 of the Pew Bible if you want to follow along. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census to take place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. I'm sure you've heard this story every Christmas. No room in the inn. No room for Jesus. Joseph and Mary were both from Bethlehem, and they were there because of the Roman census. Mary and Joseph's ancestral home was Bethlehem because they were both descendants of King David and the tribe of Judah. Unfortunately, when they arrived in Bethlehem, the town was packed and they couldn't find anywhere to stay. Over the centuries, we built an entire narrative around verses 6 and 7. So let me read this again. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. Now, the New International Version, which is the one we use here at Putnam, doesn't use the word in. No guest room available. Those shameful words described more than a guest room in Bethlehem, though. They apply aptly to our world today. Sadly, our Christmas celebrations, we become so busy with the busyness of Christmas that we sometimes don't make room for Jesus. And without even realizing it, Christmas, for many people, is just like that first night in Bethlehem where Jesus was born. There was no room for him. Now, although this is the way the typical story was that they came to an inn similar to a small hotel, the word word translated in in this passage in many translations can also be translated as guest room. 
But it can also refer to an upper room in a private residence. There would be a room for guests that would come to visit. Now, if this is what Luke means, I think the innkeeper has gotten a bad rap for the last 2,000 years. I wanted to create a little drama story, if I can have Sue and Paula come on up. And in this story, I'll play Joseph, Paula will be Mary, Sue will be Aunt Martha, and John's going to be our Uncle David tonight. Mary, we're finally approaching Bethlehem. I am thankful to God. I certainly am getting tired from this long journey. I'm sorry that you had to walk the entire time. Thank you for allowing me to ride on the donkey the whole way. Our arrival is certainly coming none too soon. I'm ready. I'm really getting uncomfortable, and it won't be too much longer until Jesus arrives. I'm getting nervous, Joseph, but those messengers told us that we should not fear. Let us draw our strength on God. Oh, I agree. That's none too soon. Mary, it's nearly dark, and the town is so full of people. I just pray that one of our family members will still have an extra room for us. Oh, I think I'll try Uncle David and Aunt Martha's house. They have several rooms in their house. Maybe they have one available. I believe they live on Straight Street, and it's just a little bit farther. I certainly hope so. I'm not sure I can go much further. Jesus is really putting the pressure on. I think he wants to make his grand entrance into the world soon. Oh, I see their house now. It's just around the corner. Let me ask and see if they still have a spare room for us. David, it looks like our nephew Joseph and his wife Mary. After what they did, are they expecting to stay with us? We would be ridiculed by friends and family alike. I agree, Martha. I feel sorry for them, but it was their choice. They must live with the consequences. I will tell Joseph we don't have any rooms available. Besides, we may have other family members who want to stay with us. Oh, Uncle David, it's so good to see you. I'm sorry to impose. I know it's getting late. But do you have a place for Mary and I to stay while we're here in Bethlehem? Well, sorry, Joseph, but we don't have any room for you and Mary. Don't you have any place where we can stay, a room or, or someplace else that we can rest? Mary will be having her babies very soon, and, and we're getting desperate. The only thing I can do for you, if you are desperate, is a stable out back. It has plenty of hay to rest on, and a manger to place the wee one in when it comes. As long as you don't mind the smell and sharing it with a few of our animals. Oh, thank you, Uncle David. You're so kind. May God's blessings be upon you and Aunt Martha this night. Well, what did Uncle David and Aunt Martha have to say about a room? Praise God, Mary. Although they said they didn't have any room for rooms available for us, 
They are allowing us to stay in the stable out back of their house. May God be praised. His mercy is never ending. We better hurry back to the stable. The Messiah is about to arrive. Oh, let's go, Mary. Thank you for assisting in that short narrative. As we consider that short scene, let me remind you of the narrative that's built around two single verses, Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And while they were there, the time came for the, ba for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. I think during this Christmas season, even for us as believers, sometimes it's easy to miss Jesus. We get so wrapped up in activities and parties and concerts and gift giving that we miss the mark. I think if Uncle David and Aunt Martha had understood that the baby was not conceived in sin, but was indeed the Son of God, their long-awaited Messiah, even if their house was full, they would have made other arrangements, maybe doubling up in some of the rooms in order for Mary and Joseph and that wee one that was soon to be delivered so they could say, stay there. Indeed, the Savior of the world would come into the world. And unfortunately, too often, we can make the same mistake as Joseph's aunt and uncle. We see Jesus all over the place at Christmas, on cards, unwrapping papers, in carols that we sing, and nativity sets that are before many homes or businesses. But do we understand who Jesus is? He is God made flesh. He is the Savior of the world. Now, it's easy for us to miss this if we don't expect God to arrive as a baby born to a poor, poor peasant family in some obscure part of the earth. And yet, the scriptures tells us that's exactly what has happened. It's too common to be preoccupied with the trappings of Christmas that we miss what Christmas is about. And that first Christmas, there was no room available for Jesus. And it's been that same way for every Christmas since then, over 2,000 years now. We're so busy with Christmas, even right now, if I could read your minds, you might be thinking of a dozen different things you need to do right after the service or tomorrow. Because of the busyness sometimes wraps us in. You may feel that you don't have time for Jesus in your life. The problem is, it isn't whether you have room Time for Jesus in your life is, do you make room? If Aunt Martha and Uncle David would have realized who was at their doorstep, they would have made room. To experience the power of Jesus in your life, you need to make room for him. You may have to throw other distractions in your life, not only during Christmas time, but throughout the year, and set those aside so that there'll be room for Jesus. This means that you must take some time to study God's word and to read it. It means that you have to spend time in fellowship with other believers and learn 
and be taught by other believers also. Now in our bulletin today, on the right-hand side, I've listed some additional Advent reflections like we've had every week during the Advent season. So reread Luke chapter 2 during this busy time. Reflect on the holiness of this special night and then meditate on these quotes you reflect on Christmas. And I'll just read the first one. There's no room for a newborn Messiah because the world is not his home. Do you remember later Jesus told his disciples, I go to prepare a place for you in my Father's house are many rooms. I'm preparing one for you. Let's ask ourselves the question, do we have room for Jesus? I pray that this message was a blessing and a time of learning from God's Word. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and create a great day every day. See you next time for more wisdom from God's Word.